Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. everyone and welcome to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how you can prepare for the future while also enjoying life today. Now, this is one of the most important questions you can ask yourself from a financial standpoint. And I say that because all too often I see two main types of people. Number one, I see the person who lives what appears to be an amazing lifestyle today, taking the trips, buying the cars, getting the home, but they have no savings for the future. Then on the flip side, the second type of person I see a lot of is the person who's overly frugal today, doesn't take those trips, holds back on some of the more expensive things, and has more than adequate money for their future by a lot, by a long shot, in fact. And the problem's not as if the first person really enjoys life today, but then not so much in the future, while the second person enjoys the future, but not today. The problem is that neither of them fully enjoy today or tomorrow, the current or the future. Because person number one, although on the outside, they seem like life is good, they live with anxiety about the future. Sure, they appear to be enjoying life today, but they know it's not a sustainable path that they're on, and they just cannot seem to get the savings or the planning or the future goals met because they know that they're overspending today. And then person number two, who is more than adequately prepared for the future, they live with this sense of fear or this sense of scarcity, and oftentimes it's just the way they were brought up. They're consumed with savings and they keep telling themselves that just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more will be enough. And that little bit more just keeps moving and moving and moving. So when you look at both of these extremes, the problem is that neither fully lives. And so today what we're going to talk about is how do you enjoy a balanced life where you can enjoy today while also preparing for the future. And if this seems a little woo-woo, I can promise you it's not. I think we look at money like it's a math problem that can be solved, but it's based upon so much more. It's based upon our experiences with money as a child. It's based upon the stories we believe about the world and how it works. It's based upon our sense of self-worth, our expectations of others, and so many different things. So how do we do it? How do we disentangle all these subconscious drivers that directly impact how we view and manage money? Well, it's not as simple of a thing that can be unpacked in a quick 20, 25-minute podcast episode, but we can certainly start to take the first steps. That is the topic for today. Before we fully jump into the episode, I want to highlight the review of the week. This is from username RT looking at retirement and RT looking at retirement leaves a five-star review titled wonderful information. And the review says very good information, James, on all of your programs that I've listened to for the past several weeks. When I first listened, I was very impressed with basically no filler words. Then after a few episodes, you mentioned that you were in Toastmasters. I told other members of my Toastmasters group, they need to listen to you. I'm in my mid-50s and really start to focus more on retirement planning after this last COVID-19 surge. I'm a respiratory therapist and the last two years have been challenging. Looking forward to hearing more and then implementing. Thank you. All right. Well, I appreciate that review and thank you for listening. And yes, did Toastmasters, love Toastmasters, learned a lot from Toastmasters, really wonderful experience. And I appreciate that review and I really appreciate when everyone leaves reviews. It really helps more people find the show as people are trying to find good resources and information about retirement planning. So leave a review if you would. Tell your friends, tell your family, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to benefit from it as we try to share the word more and more. So thank you for leaving those reviews. And on to today's episode, the first step as we're trying to figure out how can we balance today with the future 
is really to start to understand how much of your cash flow should be earmarked for long-term goals versus how much of your cash flow should be used today. Really at the core of this issue, after the subconscious stuff that just drives our behaviors around money, the core of it is we have a limited number of dollars. We all have cash flow. And the question is how much of this can be earmarked and dedicated for consumption today versus how much of this should be earmarked and dedicated for consumption in the future. What do we do with those dollars is really the question that it's going to come down to. So today we're going to go through three high level steps that you can take to understand this. And it seems a little simplistic as we go through it, but gaining clarity about how much you can spend today really starts with understanding how much needs to be saved for the future. So let's start. Let's get started with this. Step number one in understanding this is number one, get intentional about what's important to us. Now, this should be both today and the future, but let's start with the future here because the future is always going to seem a little bit more ambiguous to us than today does. So as we look at the future and we want to understand, again, with the question of how can we balance today and the future, we want to be okay in the future. We must know what the future looks like in order to be able to solve for that. So ask yourself, what does that look like? Is it travel? Is it time with family? Is it volunteering? Is it golfing four or five days a week? Is it certain lifestyle expenses that you're going to have? Really start by understanding what do you want the future to look like and know that this does not have to be a perfect exercise. You don't have to have all seven days of the week, all 52 weeks of the year entirely mapped out. Now, if you want to, wonderful, but really just get a sense of to be okay for the future, to be prepared. What do you want that to look like? Because balancing today with the future is going to be very different. If you say that you want to spend $75,000 per year in retirement, Versus if you say you want to spend $175,000 per year in retirement. One of those futures is going to require many more of your current dollars being saved in order to support that down the road. So as you start to look at what the future is going to hold, get a general sense of what that might cost. Part of that might be fairly easy. You know, in the future, let's assume that you're still working and you're planning for your retirement. Well, you're going to have some expenses that are going to be probably pretty similar to today, just with an inflation factor added on. So things like cell phone bills, things like utilities, things like gas in your car, things like clothing, those are just core everyday basic living expenses you're probably going to maintain. So what are you spending on that today? It might be fairly similar in retirement. But then on top of that, what else do you want to do? Is there more travel? Are there more activities? Are there more things that you want to be able to do? That's what this starts with is get intentional about what's important to you so that you have an understanding of what's even going to be required for the future as you start to understand how you can balance that versus things that you want to do today. So once you've completed that exercise, the second step is to really understand what portfolio size is needed to be able to support that. So step number two is calculate the portfolio size needed. So this is something I went over in detail in episode number 12, which is, gosh, I guess almost 100 episodes ago. But in episode number 12, I went over this in a lot more detailed. And on YouTube recently, there's a video called Take These Five Steps to Know If You're on Track to Retire, where I also flush out the steps needed. So by the way, shout out to YouTube. If you've not checked out our YouTube channel, it's under Root Financial Partners. Make sure to check it out. Make sure that you subscribe, please. You'll be able to get access to this podcast as well as other content that's out there as well. But there's a more recent video where I break down the steps needed to calculate the portfolio size to generate the income that you need to generate based on step number one. So I'm not going to go through the full, full exercise in today's episode as much as I'm going to summarize it. But really, once you've taken step number one and you've got intentional about what's important to you, you can really start to understand what's it going to cost to retire. 
Once you know how much it's gonna to cost to retire, then you can really start to understand how big of a portfolio will you need to be able to support that future lifestyle. So for example, let's say that you do this and let's say, okay, I'm envisioning my perfect retirement and my perfect retirement's gonna cost $60,000 per year. And then let's assume that you have social security and a pension. And between your social security and a pension, you will have $60,000 per year of income. Well, if that's the case, you don't really need to worry a whole lot about your portfolio. You have income coming in retirement to match the expenses that you'll have. There's not a whole lot you need to think about in terms of generating a sufficient amount of income from a portfolio at that point, because all of your income needs will be covered between social security and pension. Now, obviously you want to think through, do you want more than that? Do you want to buffer? What if expenses are higher? But just if we're looking at this super simply, you calculate the portfolio size needed. And the reason that starts with understanding what it's going to cost in retirement is you can start to see how much portfolio do you need to generate income above and beyond whatever's coming in from social security or pension or rental income or part-time work or any other non-portfolio income sources you'll have in retirement. So that's step number two, is you need to understand what portfolio size is needed. And you can do that. And again, I outlined this in more detail in episode 12, as well as on that YouTube video that I mentioned. But really, it comes down to understanding withdrawal rates. And if you know how much income your portfolio needs to generate, then you can divide that income amount by a standard withdrawal rate, whether that's 4% or 5% or whatever you're comfortable with, and that will help you calculate the portfolio size needed. Say, for example, you want $100,000 when you retire to be able to do the things that are important to you, and 60000 of that is coming in from Social Security and pension. 40000 would need to come from your portfolio. So can you divide 40000 by a withdrawal rate? Say you feel most comfortable using 4% as a sustainable withdrawal rate. Well, $40,000 divided by 4%, plug that into a calculator, it comes out to a million dollars, meaning a million dollars would be the portfolio size you need to generate that $40,000 per year. Compare that to the example I gave of what if you want to live on $60,000 per year and you have $60,000 of income already, you really don't need any portfolio income above and beyond that. So you don't necessarily need to save anything in your portfolio. But that's step number two, is calculate the portfolio size needed to be able to maintain the lifestyle that you want in the future so that you can prepare again for that future and balance that with current consumption today. Step number three is to work backwards to understand how much you need to save on a monthly basis to be on track for that portfolio size that you need in the future. So I know I'm kind of going from future to today to future to today. Here's what this means. If step number two, is the calculation we run to see that at some point in the future, let's say I'm 55 today and want to retire at 65, and I know that I need a million dollars in my portfolio by age 65. Step number three is to work backwards to understand how much I need to be saving on a monthly basis to be on track for retirement. So after this, I'm going to tie this back to the original question because I know it probably seems like we're going in a few different directions, but let's revisit some of those examples. Well, we already looked at the example of what if I have $60,000 per year coming in with social security and a pension, and I also want my expenses to be $60,000 per year. Well, I really don't need to save anything. So I can balance savings today and consumption in the future by not saving today. I'm kind of freed up to do whatever I want with extra cash flow today because I'm already on track to be able to cover my future needs between social security and a pension. So you can start to see how understanding what needs to be saved for the future really ties back to today because it allows us to see, do we need to save something or can we be fully free to spend certain amounts of money without having to worry about, are we sabotaging our future to do so? So if we work backwards in this example, the 
answer is we don't need to save anything today. So how do you balance today? How do you balance enjoying life today while also preparing for the future? Well, you kind of fully focus on enjoying life today. You don't really, quote unquote, need to save anything for the future, although it probably wouldn't hurt to do so to give yourself a little bit more of a cushion. Now let's compare that to another example. What if instead of a 60000 per year that you want to live on, what if it's $160,000 per year of pre-tax money that you want to live on? Well, in this example, let's still assume that you have $60,000 per year of Social Security and pension, which tells us we needed an additional $100,000 of pre-tax income above and beyond Social Security and pension to get us to the total amount required. Now, depending on your age of retirement and risk tolerance and number of different variables, this is where you need to start to understand what's a safe withdrawal rate to assume as we looked at in step number two. On this podcast, I often use a 4% example or a 5% example for withdrawal rate. That's not because I'm recommending it. It's because there's so many people listening and you all have different risk tolerances. You all have different objectives. You're all different ages. You all have different goals. So there's not going to be one specific withdrawal rate that makes sense for everyone, but I'm using this just here for an example. So if we want to use that 5% as an example, and you know that you need $100,000 of pre-tax income, what I would do is I would take that $100,000, divide it by 5%, and that gets me a portfolio needed of $2 million. So in other words, I want to know $100,000 represents 5% of what larger portfolio value, the answer here would be $2 million. So that's what we already did in step number two, as really determined what's the portfolio amount needed in the future. Step number three is working backwards to see how much do I need to save today. So for example, let's assume that today I have $750,000 in my portfolio and I have 10 years until I want to retire. Well, I know that I need $2 million in my portfolio to be able to make this all happen. Let's assume that I think I can get 7% per year growth on my investments over the next 10 years. Well, if I pull out my calculator and say I have $750,000 today, I want $2 million in the future, I have 10 years to make it happen, I can grow at 7% in my investment value. If I calculate the difference, that tells me that I would need to be saving $38,000 per year to get me from $750,000 to $2 million. All right, so what do we do with that information? Well, the first thing is let's start to break this down. If I need to save $38,000 per year to be on track for the future, that's a little bit over $3,000 per month. The next step is I want to understand how does that compare to my current income? Well, if my current income today is $75,000 per year, well, it's probably unrealistic to think that I can save $38,000 of that per year. That would be a savings rate of over 50%. But at the same time, someone with $75,000 per year of income today probably isn't planning a retirement where they want to live on $160,000 per year. That would essentially be a 200% increase in income in retirement where typically income goes down a little bit compared to your working years. But anyways, even if that's not the case, if you do this exercise, what it helps to make very clear to you is you say, okay, if I'm making $75,000 per year and I need to be able to save $38,000 per year to maintain my future lifestyle goals, that's probably not realistic. So what's going to give? Again, the whole goal of this episode is to start to understand how can we balance enjoying life today while preparing for the future. And in this scenario, maybe we're certainly preparing for the future by saving over 50% of our income for future goals, but it probably comes at the expense of today, where we might be making some significant sacrifices and giving up a lot today in order to be able to do that. So even just going through that exercise makes it more clear. It provides some clarity around, okay, 
this is giving me an incredible future, but it's only at the cost of significant reduction lifestyle today. So is that okay with you? Or do we balance that a little bit? Do you say, okay, I don't need as much in the future, but in exchange for that, it's going to give me the ability to spend more of my current income as opposed to having to save so much of it. So that's the beauty or that's what this exercise really helps to do. Now compare that to someone who really does want to save or really does want to spend $160,000 per year in retirement and their income today is $250,000. Well, now if we use the $38,000 per year that we calculated you would need to save from age 55 to 65 to get from $250,000 in your portfolio to $2 million in your portfolio, that $38,000 per year, if we divide it by that person's total income of $250,000, that's a savings rate of only 15%. So it's much lower than the 50 plus percent savings rate that would be required of someone with an income of $75,000 per year. So as we're going through this, you start to see, okay, that seems a whole lot more realistic. And if we want to prepare for the future, can we save 15% of our income? And then it starts to give you some structure because one of the biggest benefits of retirement projections actually has nothing to do with retirement. As we're going through these just sample projections, yes, it's helpful to see what needs to be done to prepare for the future. But one of the biggest benefits is what it does for our savings and spending today. By having a rough sense of how much of our current income needs to be set aside to prepare for the future, it allows us to enjoy the rest of our income. If I have no idea how much I need to save to be on track for retirement, and if I've got fear and anxiety about running out of money, it's going to cause me to probably oversave and save way too much. And even when I'm doing that, not really feeling totally secure about what the future holds. But as I can start doing some exercises and start to understand, okay, here's what I want retirement to look like. Then step number two, okay, here's how much of a portfolio value I would need at that point to make that happen. And okay, step number three is calculate monthly savings needed today to be on track for that. It gives me some structure and it gives me permission to say, okay, if I can save this amount, whether it's to a 401k or a Roth IRA or some investment account, I now have permission to spend the rest of it so I can, number one, prepare for the future, but number two, also enjoy today, not sacrifice everything today just to save for the future. So I know that this is fairly basic, but this is absolutely the first step. Is this perfect? No. At the end of the day, when you're planning for retirement, you're planning for some vague future goal that's based upon dozens and dozens of variables, some of which you can control and many of which you just can't. So what can we do with that? Well, we create this structure and then you need to prioritize direction over speed. What do I mean by that? Prioritize the direction you're going with, how much you're saving, where you're saving it to, how you're investing, as opposed to trying to get somewhere very quickly or do different things in a less than thought out approach. You're not going to get to retirement goals overnight. If you try, you're going to end up making poor decisions with your investments, with your career decisions, with your spending habits. The most important thing is create the structure understand what you need to do, and then allow compounding interest to work. Compound interest is a mathematical fact. So if you focus on what you can control, focus on how much you need to save, focus on what you can do to prepare for the future, automate that, do that, set that in motion, do it again and again and again. And in the meantime, give yourself the permission to spend whatever's left. Give yourself permission to use whatever's left to enjoy today so that you can balance enjoying life today while also preparing for the future. 
So I wanted to do this episode because I do believe it's extremely important. I see so many people who are on one side of the extreme because we're all naturally hardwired a certain way. And so we're hardwired to go towards one of those extremes if we don't take the time to do this intentionally. And whether you're the person who is concerned and has fears and lives in anxiety about the future, and because of that, you save and save and save and save, and even at the detriment of enjoying life today, or you're the opposite person who you spend and spend and spend today and have no idea what you need to do to be prepared for the future, this exercise will help to give you that structure of understanding what you need to do to be on track for the future. You do that because it has future benefits, but more importantly, it has benefits for today. It helps you understand that difference and it helps you understand that breakdown of how much do you need to be saving versus how much can you be spending to both enjoy the future and enjoy today. So I hope that was helpful. Thank you everyone as always for listening. If you haven't left a review, please do so. If you haven't checked us out on YouTube, please do so. It's under Root Financial Partners and I'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer in a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.